the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is 106 on, uh, as you just heard the forecast, and what is a uh, actually delightful weather day. My goodness, temperature is above 50. Jeff Gamach, when was the last time the temperature was above 50? My goodness, tomorrow, more of the same, 50 and sunny. Hold on, does that say 55 on Saturday? It does. And then I don't even mind the fact. There's a minor threat, apparently, of some snow on Sunday. And Monday and Tuesday look a little chilly. (laughs) But the good news is let's just enjoy the next three days for crying out loud. Folks, this portion of the program is brought by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Stop in and see them at the Lodge. You know, I can't wait. They have the big new deck uh, that they've added. David has done such a great job at the place. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, the Lodge Pub and Eatery, full bar, large dining area, right off of uh, 146. You're going to love it. Uh, since 1994, the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Think of that. Their anniversary is coming up in just two years. It'll be 30 years of just creating a destination spot and a great, great crew that worked there as well, the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Well, folks, again, um, good afternoon. It's John DiPietro. I, I just can't emphasize enough that um, what, what took place last night in, in the city of Providence, I mean, the early morning, first of all, there was a woman that was killed shortly after 11 o'clock, apparently by a boyfriend, and they're um, looking for the individual, a man, 61 years old, dead after standoff shooting at the police in Providence. I'm going to play you what the gunfire sounded like. It was really just um, unbelievable. Several hour long standoff. He fired hundreds of rounds of gunshots at police. Firefighters also had to put out a fire at his house, by the way. So Public Safety Commissioner Stephen Perry said in 40 years, I've never seen anything like that. Very, very frightening scene. No police officer or neighbors were injured. Scott McLean, uh, they don't know the cause of death. He could have been shot by a police. He could have shot himself. So early this morning, police were telling people to avoid the area. They were trying to negotiate with him as he was inside his house. And then multiple shots were fired. Um, he reportedly assaulted a son and daughter. The police knew the man had 15 guns on, in the house along with some rifles. So they were able to get everyone out of the house, including grandchildren. They also evacuated some nearby homes. They brought in negotiators trying to get him to come out. Um, Surrounding the house, police lost track of the man. Eventually, threw gas into a back bedroom and saw movement. So they weren't sure where he was in the house. Shortly thereafter, he opened fire on the police. So the commissioner said the man fired on officers in close proximity to the house, striking an armored state police vehicle they used for cover. He said it was fortunate because bullets cannot pierce the vehicle. Police shot back. Hundreds of rounds of automatic gunfire were exchanged over a span of time. It was about 15 minutes. Gunmen fired at police from multiple positions on the second floor. Mostly fought from a bedroom. The only police officers who returned fire were among 18 members of Providence's tactical team deployed to the scene. Whew. Around 7.20, Providence firefighters announced they extinguished a blaze at the building. The incident's being investigated. I want to play for you, as I've said. I mean, it does. So, Denison Street is near Branch Avenue in Commodore in uh, the Charles neighborhood. 
Barry said police were told he had been abusing alcohol over a span of at least four days prior to the incident. He was dealing with some mental health issues. The man had no previous criminal record. That's interesting. The hours after the shooting, uh, police expanded a heavy presence in the neighborhood. Uh, a teenager stood in the backyard of her apartment house, which is adjacent to the location of the gunfight. She had been sleeping in a room with a window that looks out into the rear yard. She saw three police in the yard with rifles, all of them focused on the neighbor's house. Police knocked on the front door and moved the occupants out of her house into the street. She was in the street. She heard the gunfire. As she spoke, investigators arrived on the property. Talk about casings. You should see the number of casings that are over there. That's a good report by... Who did that story? Jack Perry and Mark Reynolds of the uh, Providence Journal. Folks, again, I want to play for you. This was early this morning. This is what it sounded like. And I just want to, I mean, this, to me, this sounds like a war zone, right? I mean, this sounds like a war zone. It is funny, one of the reporters on the scene that was saying, might be gunfire. This is what it sounded like this morning. You're going to, can we just stop? You're going to hear the police yelling for him, put down the rifle, come out of there. He's on a second floor. He yells back and then all hell breaks loose. And that was at 6.30 this morning. 6.30 this morning this was going on. Here's uh, more sound. This woman lives right across the street from where this was going on. This is from her ring doorbell. That's like a war zone. That is a war zone. Well, you know, they'll determine exactly what happened. Uh, I believe they will. I think it's going to take a while. But either way, wow, what a shooting gallery. Holy cow. No criminal record. We'll learn more about that individual. Now, let's get to right now it's one twelve, Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Listen, do me a favor. It's not your imagination. Things are going to get more dangerous. People are just coming apart at the seams. Between the defund the police movement, you need to visit my friend John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You can call him at 727-1716, 401-727-1716. Look for him on Facebook. It's Competition Shooting Supplies. So, inflation is not your imagination. Inflation is... Um, How bad is inflation? Wall Street Journal has an interesting article that inflation is probably costing you $250 a month. Think of that, extra. Than a year ago. Thank you, President Biden. But let's go to John King on CNN. Warning signs breaking down poll numbers could spell trouble for President Biden and his party with the midterms. 
Listen to this. Phone numbers now, brand new numbers, and you're going to see how inflation and broader doubts about the COVID recovery are dragging down the president's standing. Let's just go first to the threshold number you always focus on in a midterm election year. Do you approve of President Biden's job performance? Well, look at how bad Listen these numbers this. are for the president. Only four in ten Americans, 41 percent at the moment, approve of his job performance. Wow. Nearly six in ten, 58 percent disapprove. That's a tough number early in a midterm election year uh, for the president of the United States. Now, why is this happening? This is fascinating. We asked people, what has President Biden done for you that you approve? of 56% of Americans, nearly 6 in 10 Americans, that means a decent amount of Democrats said nothing. They disapprove of everything that has happened. Now, yes, the president would say, we passed the rescue plan. We passed the bipartisan infrastructure plan. It is not sinking in out in America. 56% of Americans say nothing. They disapprove of everything that has happened so far. 15% say the president has helped with the economy. 6% say the coronavirus is taught, see here, personal traits, foreign policy, other issues. But that is a stunning number of the failure to communicate the legitimate successes of the Biden administration. And without a doubt, the COVID pandemic is dragging the president down. His standing on COVID is underwater. Why? Look at this. 75% of Americans say they are burned out. 60% say they are angry. 58% say they are worried. Half, 49% say they're confused. 47% do say they're optimistic. So as the numbers come down, maybe the president can turn this dynamic. But right now, you just have a burned out, angry country. It's hard for the president to break through, even if things are getting better. And to the inflation and the economy, just look at the line here. The president's approval rating on the economy was 49% back in March. It is down 12 points to 37%. Wow. Disapproval on the economy, 44% in March. 62 percent. That's the total of inflation right wow. there. The unemployment rate is down. The president did create a record number of jobs. 62 percent of Americans disapprove of the president's handling of the economy because they are paying more at the grocery store and at the pump every day. Let's bring in to share their reporting and their insights. Our chief White House correspondent, Caitlin Collins, Alex Burns of the New York Times, and Sungmin Kim of the Washington Post. And Caitlin Collins, to you first. The president and his team had hoped. The economic numbers like inflation would get better early in the election year. They had hoped that would then bring his numbers up early in the election year. Not yet. No, and President Biden told me in December that he thought that was the peak of the crisis when it came to inflation. Yes, it was a bump in a road. Yes, it was painful. He was hoping that they were moving on from it. And of course, these numbers today are worse than economists expected. And so this is a very unpleasant surprise for the White House. And I think the challenge for President Biden is they often want to talk about the strong labor market. They want to talk about wage growth. But this completely nullifies it in voters' minds. That's what the polls are showing of their confidence levels and what's going on with the economy. And I think that's the struggle for the White House because these are things you can't ignore, that your, your prices of food is going up, rent, electricity, gas. Those are things that people live with and function with every single day. And, and it's striking, Sungman, when you look at it, that 56% say nothing. They disapprove of all, you know, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, Independent. Uh, they passed the American Rescue Plan, which had a lot of help for American families in it. They passed a bipartisan infrastructure plan, which is still just starting to kick in. But that was an enormous big deal. And yet Americans don't feel it yet. Uh, Democrats are fighting in Washington. But more of it, I think, is the COVID funk. Look at this in the midterm election year. Do you have a lot of confidence in President Biden's ability to deal with the economy? Right? In March, 67% of Democrats did. In his own party, that is down to 44%. Oh. Independence, his, those who have confidence in his ability on the economy has dropped from 20 to 10. Republicans were never on board, but this number right here, this in a midterm election year, you're, when your own party is starting to have doubts about issue number one, that's a warning sign. Well, folks, and again, good afternoon. That was um, such a good piece by uh, URI grad John King on CNN. Right now it's 117. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. And I am telling you, that if the Republican Party had the right type of candidate, this could be worrisome 
for Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. It may already be worrisome, by the way, because he could be seen as the incumbent and people want to change. The one thing seemingly right now that Governor McKee um, has going for him is the fact that he is just ridiculously awash in money. And I do mean ridiculously awash in money because uh, the, the, the amount of giveaways, what he's doing with our money. It's wrong. It should not be allowed. Um, he is not leading on the masks, as far as I'm concerned. There's a father who is speaking about the impact of mask mandates on his children. I'm going to play that in just a moment. But right now at 118, I want to, again, I know that I'm sure the McKee people are hoping that this just goes away. He's he's giving away too much of our money. You know, let me let me say this, folks. And again, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro show on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. Let me see. Um, let, let, let me say this, that part of being in charge is you're supposed to use and spend our money responsibly. Now, we didn't vote for him. He took over for Governor Raimondo. And so, therefore, it is actually unfair the way he is just blowing through our money. But I want you to listen to this story from Channel 12. Because I don't remember. I don't remember Governor Raimondo doing this. I don't remember Chafee doing this. Governor Kachiri certainly didn't do it. Governor McKee is basically giving out money to state workers to try to buy their votes for the Democrat primary in September. It's wrong, it's unethical, it's corrupt. Did you start giving out $3,000 bonuses? This is the report from Channel 12, and it's gonna cost 18 million, and nine of it is from the budget. This was spelled out in an internal memo obtained by Target 12, and that $18 million could go up as at least Two other unions are negotiating new labor contracts with the state. In November, the McKee administration's plan to give unionized state workers a three grand bonus if they got a COVID-19 vaccine was met with harsh criticism. A $3,000 bonus for their vaccination was taken as a slap in the face by the average working man. In response, Governor Dan McKee backtracked. And I think I've started to correct that. The vaccine requirement was dropped and the bonus was billed instead as a retention incentive. McKee has said, however, that his administration would not tap state tax dollars to fund the bonuses. Federal dollars be used, not local state dollars. But a memo from the Office of Management and Budget shows about half of the $18 million, $9.1 million, will come from state coffers. The overall cost could increase as both the state police and correctional officers unions were excluded from the state's estimate but are currently negotiating a new labor contract. Also excluded from the estimate are some workers from the state's colleges and university and non-union state employees who the administration says will not get the cash. A spokesperson for the Department of Administration says there is no alternative plan for them. The $3,000 bonuses are being paid in two installments. The first $1,500 payment went out in December. The second is due in July. With the Target 12 investigators, Tim White, 12 News. Now, I believe this is why Governor McKee was very upset with Channel 12 on Friday. Because then he found out that the memo leaked. They had the memo 
and they were going to do a story on these bonuses. People were wondering why was he up so upset with Channel 12 and attacking Channel 12. And now I think we have learned the answer. Now I think we have learned the answer, which is just that he knew that this was out. I also just want to mention Channel 12 has an interesting story that um, uh, of what state and local law enforcement relied on a high-tech equipment, part of their response this morning. They deployed a robot equipped with a camera called a throwbot to keep tabs on the suspect. The robot is attached to the Providence Police Special Response Unit. The version, it's a SWAT team deployed as officers surrounded the home on Denison Street. Unclear if the robot sustained any damage. The Rhode Island State Police also deployed an armored tactical truck called a beer cat. Officers used as a mash of sealed when the suspect opened fire. State Police Colonel Jimani said the vehicle was hit with shrapnel as bullets were exchanged with the gunman. I got a call last night, 3.30 in the morning. Providence Police made a formal request for the state police to assist them with the beer cat vehicle. That means two state troopers, tactical members, go with the Bearcat. They operate it and control it. Bearcat have been called to 11 incidents in the past year, eight different municipalities, three in Providence. It's an extreme circumstance where a tactical armored vehicle is needed in a high-risk warrant hostage situation tactical team. It's also used to get hostage negotiators close to the scene. You see this thing. It's a really impressive, huge armored tank is what it is. Wow. Uh, no officers or troopers were injured in the shooting. The shooter was killed. Unclear how he died. Uh, Colonel Manny said the state police attorney general investigating the incident due to the use of force. Members of the uh, SRU initially shot OC canisters, pepper gas, two family buildings, attempt to try to flush them out. Suspect then fired hundreds of rounds at officers. Sources tell Target 12 the suspects believe he used at least one semi-automatic rifle. Police said McLean's children told them their father had 15 guns in the home and some rifles and a safe. Wow. At a news conference, McLean was have suffered from mental health issues. They're trying to figure out how he obtained the weapons, whether they were lawful. So that part is still unknown. But again, um, really, really tremendous job by law enforcement. Folks, another reason why, right, why we back the blue why we have to fight off against the the progressives with their defund the police mandate. Um, and But I want to get back to, you know, this whole business that Governor McKee's going to ask the mandate, he and the mask mandate in the schools. Let's just be very clear. He's basically just kicking it. He's basically just kicking it to the local school boards, right? I mean, that's, that's what he's doing. It should not be... Um, Somehow, you know, people should not be under the impression that he's like stepping up on behalf of children's and fam- children and families because he's not. Um, President Biden is in Virginia. He's met by a lot of protesters. I'll get back to the inflation um, situation in just a moment. I don't know why prices keep moving and all that. <laughs> you know, no one has confidence in this president. Let me let me say this. No one, he doesn't give anyone a reason to have confidence. But getting back to the mask mandate, it, it, it's just absurd. You can't listen to the progressive left. Let's listen. This is a father talking about how the mask mandate 
has affected his daughter, his child, uh, and how it's impacted children. Uh, let me just play some of this. My daughter, and beyond, um, beyond anything else, she loves school. The harm you have done to her, she still loves school. She loves her teachers, her therapists, her helpers, above all, her principal at Scott School. Her team goes above and beyond for her. Her LBS has gone to the moon and back for her. She's a happy and outgoing girl. And the countless positive and influential people that have helped her along the way, her team and her principal in at Scott School have been such great role models to her. Her dream is to work there someday. She talks nothing else than wanting to be a teacher or wanting to go to school and be in work at school. I can only name a few people in her life that have harmed her and actively participated in holding her back and stopping her progress and almost every one of them is in this room tonight. The past two years have been shameful as the district has been busy lauding themselves while they enact policies that have absolutely been devastating to her growth. We have seen two years of almost no growth, missed goals, goals removed. Her team is doing everything that they can. We've hired specialists. She still loves school. My 10-year-old daughter has kept these feelings to herself about how much she desperately wants to take her mask off. When we told her that it may be possible on Monday, she cried tears. She jumped up and down. She told us that she was so excited that people may finally be able to understand her. You have harmed her so much with this. Everybody talks about, everybody's got to be safe, everybody's got to have everything, and we've left so many children behind. We've tried to protect her. This morning, she got up before us, and she started singing a song to her dolls about how excited she was. The kids were finally going to be able to see her smile, that she was going to be able to see other kids' smiles, that kids would be able to understand her, and she would stop being picked on because they could not understand her through her mask, because her speech has been delayed even more than her special needs. She is a strong girl, but when I heard her do that, and I heard the things that she said, it broke me. I will never forgive myself for not fighting more. You know, that is so cruel, folks. Right now at 128, that is so cruel to make parents feel that they didn't fight more for their children. That is so cruel what Governor McKee and Biden and the progressive left, what they have done to your children and grandchildren. It is shameful. It's actually a sin. And these sick nuts that still know all children should be masked. Matt Brown, you elect me governor, I'll never take off the mask. Folks, they're, they're, they're demented. They're sick individuals. Governor McKee, school mask mandate statewide because I said so. And then what does he say? Oh, starting March 4th, it's up to the district if they want to remove them. That's not leadership. That's not leadership. It's not. It's an abuse of power. Absolute abuse. Stood by as children were abused. I want to go back to, um, there's a part two of this father terrible. Think of that. I'll never forgive myself for not fighting harder. And all the parents around him are crying. Think of that. A little girl with a speech impediment trying to get over it. Does Governor McKee 
And, and look at the ilk. Nellie Gorbea, keep those kids in masks. Teachers unions. Bob Walsh, Randy Weingarten, all children permanently masked. They're mean. They're vicious. They're cruel to your children, to your grandchildren. This is shameful. It is a disgrace what they have been carrying out. There's no excuse what they've been carrying out. And you know why they continue to do it? Because of politics. Because the Democrat Party is the party of masks. Look, how what a pathetic group. Nelly Gorbea, keep them in masks. Governor McKee, uh, they have to stay in masks unless people want to vote for mask optional. Matt Brown, permanent masks. Helena Folks, absolutely mask those children year round. And then you have that other stooge. Uh, Dr. Moniz, let me go back to this father. I forgive myself for not fighting more. I feel that I have failed her for not fighting more. This district uses hashtags be bold. Next to everything, you continue hiding behind others instead of leading and fighting for the kids that need you the most. That's right. You've left them behind while you say yep. that there's no lost learning. The vulnerable like my daughter have lost. And she won't get these things back. Her team is doing everything they can, and we respect them, and we'll go do anything for them. But you have failed them. Time. I'm back for the whole board. How about they actually ring the bell and tell the poor guy his time is up? I'll tell you who's just a force on social media is our friend Nicole Salas. She, um, our friend Ramona Bessinger contacted the principal in North Kingstown. Listen to this response. I don't know how to explain it any more clearly than I have. Biology is, this is a principle now, not the determining factor in which bathroom a student uses. It's determined by the gender a person believes they are. That's absurd. This is the same school who's under federal investigation right now as Pork Boy, who is basically allowed to just be the spokesperson for McKee on the air continues to defend the naked fat test coach. Folks, this right now is a battle of adults like those teacher union heads, like that sick, demented Bob Walsh, the destruction that he has caused, the damage, permanent, irreparable damage done to children, children, the weakest among us. And then they decide to, they they protect and make excuses. They They make excuses for people that are harming children. I repeat, they're making excuses people that are harming children and they but nothing is worse than that Walsh and Weingarten and the fact that he is being pushed out and he leaves an absolute trail of destruction irreparable harm to children Governor McKee well you know we're going to be a week after Massachusetts because the the union needs more time to try to work the the, this, the school committees because they don't want 
They want permanent masking. Permanent masking. Ah. And what's Governor McKee saying? Let's eliminate the tax on military pensions. Not enough. What, what about the tax on regular people? What about, what about taxes across the board? Everything is, is pandering. Absolute pandering. Um, <laughs> I like that. Biden appears with vulnerable House Democrats in Virginia. You know what? He's going to just crash the party down. I don't know what's going to happen around here. Um, I'd like to think Jeff Deal has a good shot to be the next mayor of, uh, governor, excuse me, of Massachusetts. I, I'd like to think so. I don't know what's going to happen. Rhode Island is far more dire. Rhode Island is um, is in a desperate situation here where they don't have a credible candidate. And and as I've said, you know, I, I will, um, that falls on the party. That is a failure on behalf of I believe on the Republican Party. That's your job. Your job is to find a credible candidate. Let's go to um, Stacey Abrams. Now, remember, she's the one. She would not concede she lost the race for governor in Georgia. So they captured a picture of her in a classroom with a bunch of children. And the children all had masks on, except for Stacey Abrams did not have a mask on. Here's her trying to explain it. On CNN. Remotely to two other classrooms and wanted all of them to hear me. I took the mask off because I was speaking remotely to two other classrooms and wanted all of them to hear me. Always an excuse. These people always have an excuse. They're sick. Teachers Union president still isn't enough evidence to remove masking in school. This is evil. Let's listen to her. We believe in Noah friends. I asked for I asked Dr. Cardona and Dr. Walensky to start planning for an off-ramp in November, pre-Omicron. But then you had the Omicron surge, and the masks were back on, and then the K95 masks were back on. So the real question becomes, how do we make sure that people can plan for it, and and what are the measures so that everybody knows? So it doesn't feel like it's based upon politics. It feels like it's based upon um, making sure that there's no transmission in school. And it feels like the four or five different factors which is what New Jersey used, are um, vaccination rates. That's what Massachusetts uses. Low community spread, thank God. Omicron is like down to 3% or so in in New York and New Jersey. Um, Low hospitalizations. And and, And so I'm just asking the CDC to actually weigh in here so that we have that kind of guidance around the country. How many children are in the hospital? She's got another one. Answer for everything. At 137. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program on this sunny Thursday. Folks, it's brought to you by It's My Health. What a great day. Get out there. Enjoy the sunshine. And stop in. And see our friend Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's my health. 
right at the corner of Martin Street, Menden Road, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. You're going to find, number one, great service. Number two, vitamins, herbal remedies. I implore you to shop local. Support this local business owner. She is fantastic. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies. Local products like acai berry, honey, maple syrup. Also, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas, hemp and CBD products. Folks, stop it and see her. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, also, speaking of Menden Road, I want to remind you to pop in and see everybody at Endzone Sports Pub which is 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, End Zone Sports Pub, great place to pop in, have a drink, watch your favorite sports teams. It's clean, friendly, and also karaoke starts at 8.30 on Friday and Saturday nights. Stop it and see there. End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, again, God is good. Look at that blue sky. It is sunny out. My goodness, right now, depending on where you are, it's about, it's over 50 degrees. And this is unfortunately as high as it's going to get, but tomorrow is going to be another nice day and Saturday as well. Let's, let's just remember, this, this has been a tough, <laughs> this has been a tough stretch for everybody. Today is Thursday, February 10th. And, you know, starting with... <laughs> The holidays and the way the virus spread and just everything just started to spiral out of control. The month of January was a tough month. Biden is incompetent. High prices in the grocery store. The virus people are going off the walls. It's not your imagination. They are. There was a good piece this man did on, he said his father, an old expression, his father used to say, if you can make it through February, you're going to live the rest of the year. And I also want to implore you folks right now at 140 on this Thursday, visit the website depetro.com. Number one, we have unique stories. Number two, if you would like to support the program, you can do that. It's right at the top of the page. But then you go inside the dashboard. Now, at the very top are the links to all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. Then you go scroll down a little bit. You're going to see home, your home page. Meet John DePietro. Hello. Hola. Radio show. Now, what does that mean? If you click on radio show on the website, you'll see if you ever miss every hour we do is on demand. And again, I also want to point out it was Jeff Gamach who's just so talented and a real pro. He's the one that came up with that idea. And then next to that, you see shop. You click on shop. We have great mugs. We have glasses. We have hats and sweatshirts and shirts, stickers. It's all in the shop. Hey, buy a mug. And then you support the program. Now, if you're listening right now, 141. We also have two other things right at the top. They call it the dashboard. Advertise and contact. Now, contact, click on contact, and you can send me a direct email. Advertise. If you're listening right now, I want to remind you, the news is nonstop, number one. Number two, there's no sense that the news is going to end. This is going to be an incredible year with the elections that we have. We have mayor of Providence. We have governor, primaries for governor. 
We have the congressional races. We have the race, the election for secretary of state and attorney general and general treasurer and lieutenant governor and all the rep races and the midterms. Um, If you would like to advertise on the program, why not support the show? And then uh, just go to the website to Petro.com and then click on advertise. And our people get action. I'll say that. You know, uh, every single week, someone contacts me and says, who's your appliance guy? And that's Ryan's appliance. You know, remember what we say. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's appliance repair. He was at my home this morning installing a dishwasher. Been using paper plates for the past few years. It's like a little house in the prairie for crying out loud. So visit the website, depetro.com. This business of Governor McKee, we have an opportunity to eliminate the tax on military pensions. Listen, you have an opportunity to eliminate the tax on all pensions, not just military pensions. You have a chance to do that. Everything with him, I I, I just, is that really the best we can do? That's what people are going to have to answer. Is that really the best we can do? We can't do any better than that. Someone that just selects... I can't believe um, he still is planning on giving these, uh, you know, the bonuses to these state workers. It's disgraceful. All right. Let's get to CNN Press's Biden economic advisor. Inflation hits a 40 year high. You guys being clear eyed enough about what's going on. Do you understand what's happening? It was not. Let's say President Biden on December 10th said that he thought inflation was at its peak. The quote was, I think it's the peak of the crisis. It was not. And I remember very clearly our conversations over the summer when we were, t- we were talking about inflation being transitory. It was not. Are you guys being clear-eyed enough about what is what is going on here? Absolutely. I mean, I think the thing to recognize is that uh, our team, at at the uh, insistence of the president, is focused on not just the month-to-month ups and downs, but on the underlying trends. And there you have to appreciate the fact that Yeah, but I'm talking about underlying trends. The trends are not... You know, I, I want you to understand, this is CNN. And what they're basically trying to say to the Biden advisor is, you know, basically... Do you guys understand what's happening here? Right? I, 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 I like. Are you do, are you not getting the forty year high? President Biden, we're in a situation now. You should have peace of mind. Forty year high. Why should anyone have peace of mind? Here we go. The fact is that we're in a situation now where uh, um, you know you should have peace of mind. I know food prices are up, and we're working to bring them down. As I said, I grew up in a family where the price of the pump went up, you filled it. And I understand. But these things are necessities. We're working to bring down prices where they're not totally what families... Why, why would we have peace of mind, Mr. President? Why, why, why would we have peace of mind... When inflation is at a 40-year high, that's – but let me, let me just explain something, folks, at 145 on this Thursday as you're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Or maybe you're listening online at the website, depetro.com, or you just say, Siri, put on um, 
Petro.com or put on WNRI.com, what have you. And you there's, there's so many different multiple ways you can listen to the program. I encourage you to go through the website, Petro.com, and you can listen that way. Um, th- these headlines are not to be taken lightly. I want to, you know, just kind of reiterate that. Th- these are, this is not just like a small glitch or bump. We're, we're talking about... When you don't see numbers like that all the time. And the real truth is he, he doesn't know how to, they don't know how to address it. Inflation rises 7.5% more than expected, a 40-year high. Wall Street Journal story, it's costing everyone an extra $250 a month. That, that, that is, so no let up in sight either. This, this is insanity. But when he's out there, let's just be very clear about something. When he's out there, he's just repeating what they, he's just reading what they wrote, right? President Biden was brought in to essentially, he was brought in just because they wanted to get rid of President Trump. That's why he was brought in. But Governor McKee, you know, 18 million he's giving out to state workers and then he wants to take a bow with the military and they're you know they shouldn't even be allowing it being used in that way um it it, it's just it's completely unnecessary when does he start to do things for you when does he start to do things across the board folks this portion of the john DePietro show is brought by the lodge pub and eatery Listen, on this nice sunny day, they have the new beautiful deck there. Stop in and see them. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, the Lodge Pub and Eatery. I have a feeling I'm going to be going there quite a bit in the spring. Folks, again, I um, I just can't get past this Governor McKee giving out, spending $18 million. Spending $18 million to give out bonuses to state workers. It's wrong. It is uh, unethical. It is so clear that this is just an attempt to try to buy votes. He's even giving one of the payments right before the September primary. They're going to get their checks in in late late July. It's just so blatant. I don't recall. You know, most of the time in the past, they had they had to be making cuts. And this is what happens. The state is awash in cash. And Governor McKee is just being very tactical with where he's applying money to groups in order to try to get votes. There's no other explanation for it. And I want to give credit. When Governor McKee was attacking Channel 12 on Friday, I thought there's something up more here. And I even said that to Dan McGowan when we spoke to him yesterday. And, and now we know why. It's more, it wasn't about the story that particularly made him look bad about giving all that money to his friends. He learned that Channel 12 got a hold of an internal memo. The Rhode Island Department of Administration plans to split the $18 million between two budget years, which means uh, the money's coming out of, 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 of the general budget, which is ludicrous. Um, you know, in this story, they have the Rhode Island Deputy House Speaker Charlene Lima speaking up against it. 
where, where are the other voices? Where are the other voices? Back on December 9th, Governor McKee called the vaccine incentive a misstep. Oh, it's a retention tool. He said, oh, no, no, it's all federal funds. It's all federal funds. Well, no, it's not. Half of it is coming from state dollars from general revenue. The other half is going to come from a mix of federal funds, other state money. He's using $18 million, $18 million of our money he's using, Governor McKee, to just hand out. It's ridiculous. So this uh, budget memorandum was put out January 27th. Office of Management and Budget, Department of Administration. Ryan Gardner sent it out, data analyst, to uh, Joseph of the Budget Officer and Daniel, Chief of Budget Execution, State Employee COLA Bonus Payment Estimate Methodology. And that then kind of breaks down how they're going to give out the money. Um, but th- this is 18 million in all funds, 9 million in general revenue. He is buying votes. I'm not even going to say where's the Republican Party. I know they've raised objections in the past, but this is fresh. This is new. In the past, he was using COVID money. Now he's using general taxpayer money. Absurd. Insulting. It's wrong. It's unethical. It's a total abuse of power by Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. Let me go to some of the other headlines. Boston schools mask mandate will stay in place beyond the February 28th date, says the mayor of Boston. So they're going to keep it going. Good luck with that. Meanwhile, you have individuals. Um, well, this is interesting. U.S. braces for possible trucker protest by Super Bowl weekend. Law enforcement agencies across the U.S. are bracing for the possibility of a protest by truckers that could carry into March. Cross-country caravan disruptions to cities and major transportation routes. Federal, state, local law enforcement bracing the possibility of protest by truckers that could, could begin this weekend. Carry into March. Social media channels are buzzing plans. U.S. trucker protest. Vaccine rules. Solidarity with Canadian drivers who have occupied the center of Ottawa. Blocked a key border crossing to Detroit. I've seen that. I've been there. Uh, raising political pressure. While it's still not clear how serious the threat is, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security warning law enforcement protests could begin February 13th when the Super Bowls played in Los Angeles arrive in the nation's capital in early March. Truckers could time their protests to coincide with his, the president's State of the Union speech March 1st. While there are no indications of planned violence, if hundreds of trucks converge in a major metropolitan city, potential exists severely disrupt transportation. The timing of the protests appears unsettled. A press release widely circulated said the so-called People's Convoy would, would begin in rallies in California March 4th and 5th. Featured top doctors, supporter police, followed by a cross-country trek to Washington. Um, the releases are attributed to the organizers of the People's Convoy, but no contacts. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so, you know, this is something to watch. I don't, it's still early. Good. 
let people. Why? You know what's crazy, folks, at 153 is why is it that these protesters suddenly now have homeland insecurity and they're a threat and they're terrorists? What about Black Lives Matter summer of 2020? What about defund the police? What about Antifa? What about all of those protests? What, what about that? Why weren't they considered? Why weren't they considered domestic terrorists? Why weren't they considered a terrorist threat? Why are the truckers being considered a terrorist threat? You know, this is another example, folks. The left, their idea of democracy is not democracy. At 154 on this Thursday... You know, the, the, uh, democracy is under attack, but it's under attack from the Democrat Party. Good afternoon at 154. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can listen at the website, DePietro.com. DePietro.com. Just click listen live. You know, it started with, with President Biden announcing, I'm going to pick a woman to be my running mate. Then it became, I'm going to pick a woman of color as my running mate. Then he announced, I'm going to pick a woman of color to be on the Supreme Court. Well, this has now taken over. And I've talked about this. The Democrat Party, they actually, they don't believe in elections anymore. And you're seeing it now. They don't believe in democracy anymore. You're seeing this in, and I mentioned this, the CD Congressional District Race 2. Congressman Langevin's leaving. And these prominent uh, women activists, progressives, saying it's time for a woman for the seat. A woman running should just be appointed. Here are some of the things they're saying on social media. Uh, this race should just be amongst female candidates. And the women candidates should meet. And then one of them should just be appointed. Uh, there shouldn't be an election. No men should be considered here. Like, where do you get off? What? What are you talking about? No, we have elections. We have free elections in this country. What do they announce? No, the next person, it's time. It's time for a woman. Time for a woman for that seat. Listen, you're, you're more, um, you're absolutely entitled to run a woman against Congressman David Cicilline. Go right ahead. See how that works out. Why don't you tell him he should step down and let a woman take that seat? Fine. Go right ahead. No. Um, no more of this. Women. No. That, that, the, the congressional seat. The congressional seat should just be. Uh, a woman should be appointed. They See, they. Because they feel they know more than you. Therefore, why are you voting? Since they know better and they know more. They don't think you should be voting. They actually don't believe in democracy. Why don't you run someone against Cicilline? Oh, no, no. He's, he's a Democrat and a liberal progressive Democrat. So he stays. No, it's the CD2 race. There shouldn't be an election. A woman should just be appointed. No more of these elections. And, the, and they're saying the Republicans, because of the Republicans, democracy is under attack. Democracy is under attack, all right. Democracy is under attack from the Democrat Party. Um, 
David Cicilline, House approves LGBTQ human rights bill. That's his priority. That is his priority. That continues to be his priority. That's always been his priority. I'm glad the Rhode Island House Republicans are pushing for an immediate end to school mask mandates. It is time. You know, Governor McKee, you know, there's 5,200 veterans in Rhode Island. Let's get it done. Let's phase out the military pension. Why, why is it that? Do it for everybody. We have an opportunity to eliminate the tax on military pensions. You have an opportunity to eliminate the tax on all pensions. Why just military, Governor McKee? See, everything's got to be singled out. Why is he doing that? Because he wants the support of the veterans organizations in a Democrat primary. That's why he's doing it. That's exactly why he's doing it. It should be across the board. Folks, they have $2 billion. And that's our money. Governor McKee, if this were, I mean, uh, Governor Baker, 500,000 people are getting a $500 bonus in Massachusetts. In Rhode Island, nope. 3,000 state workers, or no, um, I forget the number, but it comes up to 18 million. Just state workers are getting a $3,000 bonus. Folks, it's 159. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Now, coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news, and then it'll be the John Dion program. Now, later today, we're going to monitor the situation in Providence. You can uh, find me, Facebook. I would think at some point, I think that... There will be some kind of a briefing with Providence Police. I'm not sure. They did talk to the media outside of the shooting this morning, so we'll wait and see. So listen, we're back tomorrow at 11. You can follow me on Facebook, but this is outrageous with Governor McKee. There's no excuse. It's our money. He's using money to bribe state workers for their vote, period, end of story, no other explanation. Listen, we're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. Visit the website to Petro. WNRI, Socket.